0: Hello and welcome to Rolling Solo. I'm your host as always, Jason Burns, and we today are going to be um, fleshing out the truths that we created last episode. Um, This is going to be just kind of like a quick aside. It shouldn't take too long. I'm just going to kind of read through the setting material that I've created um this will be as like a good primer and the the foundation that the rest of this campaign is going to kind of work off of. Um there are some um uh, big conflicts uh, that we will be discussing and exploring um but for now this episode is just going to be quick and loose and I'm just going to uh read these one by one I think. Uh we're going to go in kind of the same order that I as I did when I was doing the workbook. Um And some of my thoughts might jump around a little bit, um, but you know, however it gets out, it gets out. (laughs) I'm not too concerned about that. Um, So I think I'm not gonna faff around for too long. I think I'm just gonna hop in there and we're going to discuss uh, what these truths mean for this setting and kind of get a better picture of what's going on in the forge. All right. So the first truth we discussed is the cataclysm. Um, in our truth, we discussed that interdimensional entities had invaded our reality and that these beings were beings of chaotic energy. Um, I'm going to say that this uh, this cataclysm is going to be referred to as the great pandemonium. And these beings of chaotic energy are known as the discordant. Um, it's during the great pandemonium that the discordant crackled through early rifts that would later be attributed to the sundering. Um, the sundering, of course, is going to be part of our exodus here as we go to our second truth. So for our second truth uh, at the exodus, a ragtag fleet of ships propelled at tremendous speeds by experimental faster than light drives carried our ancestors to the forge. But the technology that powered these ships is said to be the source of the sundering, a fracturing of reality that plagues us here today. Um, so what I've written out here is that we've harnessed the energy of the discordant to power our ships and flung ourselves into the forge. We were reckless and the tears through space will one day catch up to us. Those who believe this will happen simply call it the convergence. Um I think that there is a big religious movement through one of the, the three big uh, religions that exist here, um, and we'll talk about those uh, here soon. Um, but I think that that chaos energy kind of catching up in these, uh, the, the rifts created by the sundering, um, I think some view them as inevitable, and some see it as too far out for us to even need to worry about it. Uh, so I think there's a lot of kind of, um, a lot of arguments that happen in the forge based off of this um so yeah i kind of like the thought of that um we of course uh the experimental drives used by the exodus fleet have been are completely forbidden now um the damage is already done uh, and the sundering still continues to crackle across our reality the third truth was communities um, we chose, we have made our mark in this galaxy, but the energy storms we call balefires threaten to undo that progress, leaving our communities isolated and vulnerable. I said simply, I believe that the sundering allows fragments of chaotic energies to skip through fissures in space. This manifests as great lightning storms with crackling red flames. And that would be those, um, the balefires. Right. Our fourth, uh, yeah, our fourth, if I can get it here, there we go. Um, our fourth truth was in the iron. Um, we chose iron valves are sworn upon totems crafted from the enigmatic metal we call black iron. It was forged by a long dead civilization. Some say it is a living metal attuned to the hidden depths of the universe. I believe that at one point black iron was once used in those FTL drives that brought us here and they have long been stripped of their metals and repurposed. Um, one of the three religious sects known as the null order is known to hoard black iron, uh, because they worship the, they worship chaos. Essentially they worship that energy and black iron is seen as something that can, um, help interact with it. Essentially. Um, and then I believe one of the other uh, religious sects, the Ascentians, have a greater natural access to it, as they uh, they are more prone to go adventuring into the um, the um, I just forgot the word. Wow, uh, like the ruins in old uh, ancient civilizations that house some extra black iron in here. Um, so yeah, I think that causes a large conflict in the forge. Much uh, for the fifth truth is laws. We chose, much of the settled domains are a lawless frontier. Criminal factions and corrupt leaders often hold sway. What I added to this is that I believe that most major major settled domains are ruled only by one of the triumvirate. Uh, Those places outside of the triumvirate must struggle for stability and the wars cause entire communities to swap back and forth. So I think there's always kind of this push to reclaim different settlements here and there, and it's this kind of ebb and flow of uh, the three major factions that exist here in the Forge. Um, So our sixth truth, um, and this is what I've been kind of referencing this whole time, this triumvirate, I think this is one of the truths that's going to hold a lot of sway in the overall um, uh, the overall kind of political landscape that is the forge so for religion uh, there are three dominant religious orders the triumvirate battle for influence and power within the forge So uh, a little in detail of what it already has written. Our communities are often sworn to serve one of the three doctrines of the triumvirate for many faith offers purpose and meaning, but it also divides us. Um, So I think those three, uh, three sects, uh, I kind of sat and thought for a moment, what would people worship? Um, So, here are the three things that I have. Um, so the first sect worships chaos. Uh, they are the null order. Uh, their, uh, their kind of standard uh, colors are reds and yellows. Their core tenet is to embrace discord. Uh, the null order celebrates the dualities in life and believes humanity can only prosper if they release all thoughts of control. They believe that the Convergence will end their miseries as they join the Discordant. Um, I have the feeling that um, as chaotic and almost evil as that might sound to some people, I have the feeling they are oddly at peace with everything. And I think there is this weird juxtaposition of... um, these rulers who are trying to harness the chaos for their own power which will inevitably bite them in the butt i feel um and then their um their worshipers in general who some find kind of they use that tenant to find peace in the inability to control what's happening out into this space frontier um so i think that's going to be kind of a fun thing to explore if we get the chance to um I'm going to go ahead and not la- uh, land too long on this. I think the second uh, sect is the Ascintia, uh or they worship Ascintia, and they are the Ascensions. Um Kind of a play on Ascension. Um, their core colors are green and blues. Um, their core tenet is to respect tradition um essentia is someone or is a group of people that we'll discuss later Uh, it's one of the creators of life in the forge essentially um and for this sect i say that early settlers found ancient technology that told them stories of the essentia they believe that the essentia will return to rebuild what is broken and send humanity into an era of prosperity um so it's a very much um they try to respect the land that they are on. They try to draw knowledge from those that came before them. Um, it's a very, um, I think it's a very methodical religion. Um, and I think it's spent a long time kind of trying to piece together some meaning from old texts that they just don't have the full picture of um, because it's so scattered and um, so uh, again, something fun to explore. Um, and then the third sect that I have here is just your traditional, like, divinity religion. Um, so they are the Federation of Peoples. Their, uh, banner colors would be golds and silvers. Their core tenet is to swell in grace. Um, the FOP is a remnant of pre-forged religion. It is a non-denominational hodgepodge of various religions grafted together by the close confinement of the initial settlers. While rituals and exact beliefs vary from settlement to settlement, they all share a belief in the One Divine, a being who guides them to grow and live fully. I think that the Federation of Peoples is probably the largest religion out of all three of them. Um, they just have kind of the most original sway of things that were happening. And I think that there is always going to be these little groups that uh, rebel um, against that greater picture. Um, I think there's also going to be a lot more people who are um, not as like uh zealots like zealotists in their religious beliefs who fall under the federation of peoples um i think that's going to be kind of your average citizen really um and i think that there's just always going to be this fun little power struggle between all three um but those are the religions that i have listed here and um if you have a fun thing to comment about that, please like share it with me. I I hope that those all sound different enough that they're super interesting. Um, but if you think there's a better suggestion, I, I would honestly love to hear from somebody. Um, uh, so for our next truth, uh, we're talking about magic. We got the boring one. Magic does not exist, which is fair. But then I realized that's not really that boring, right? Right. Um, I believe that some of the Null Order members are able to harness chaotic energy to do their bidding. I think just years and years and years of studying chaos and how it affects the things around them, I think they have found technology or other methods that help control it. Um, I haven't thought of a name for those people. I almost wanted to call them benders, but I like chaos benders, but I don't. I I don't want any ties with Avatar in here, as much as I love Avatar. I don't want to riff off that. Um, I'm going to say that the Ascensions have found devices that allow them to do mysterious things. That's really vague, and I'd like to leave it vague. I think that the Ascensions are kind of curveballs, honestly, even though the chaos energy can only do so much they harness it like lightning like like powerful force whereas the ascensions have found old technology that have a weird wide variety of ways to do things um, and this is just due to the like grand scale of the the progenitors before them and their um, their kind of deep dive into these old tomes of lore and whatnot Um, and then I also wrote down that the, the federation of people would probably, uh, the federation of peoples rely on like old found traditions and rituals to empower others. And most of it's probably hogwash. Um, but sometimes the universe speaks back. Um, so just like your uh, divine prayer and blessings and those sorts of like just traditional rituals that I think we're all kind of really familiar with. Um, I think they're slow to embrace, um the weirder things because perhaps they see it as an affront or perhaps it's just un- too uncomfortable it breaks up the status quo you know what i mean um here so we'll move on to our next truth which is communication and data uh, we chose information is life we rely on spaceborne couriers to transport messages and data across vast distances between settlements um i think that's pretty straightforward um it also mentions that direct communication and transmissions beyond near space of a ship or outpost are impossible. Digital archives are available at larger outposts, but the information is not always up to date or reliable. Therefore, the most important communication and discoveries are carried by couriers who uh, swear vows to see that data is safely to its destination. Um, I don't want to make it sound like everything revolves around these religions, but I, I think, honestly, that they are major driving factions that exist within the forge and i have the feeling that some of the couriers sometimes act as maybe like apostates where they kind of spread the word and whatnot and i have the feeling that um i have the feeling that the federation of peoples is really 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 cautious about couriers i think that they are afraid that a courier at any point could be like an apostate coming to spread stuff um, so if the courier is not an AI or something that they can kind of quickly access the, the memory to, I think they're very cautious about uh, what, and uh, they're very strict about like trade regulations and stuff that happens around them. Um, so that's just a, that, that's a side thought. I might explore that a little bit later. Um, the ninth truth is medicine. We've chosen to help offset a scarcity of medical supplies and knowledge. The resourceful technicians we call riggers create basic organ and limb replacements. Much was lost in the exodus, and what remains of our medical technologies and expertise is co opted by the privileged and powerful. For most, advanced medical care is out of reach. When someone makes, uh, when someone suffers a grievous injury, they'll often turn to a rigger for a makeshift mechanical solution. Um, I think that's pretty straightforward. I think that um, there are probably some people who turn to different forms of healing um, and whether that's successful or not. Um, I can tell you that with the magics, quote unquote, I think that the Essentia are the only ones capable of almost miraculous healing. Um, Just I think there's probably something with nanotechnology or something that one of those um, Essentia had. That um, I think that they're, they're, that is kind of hidden away and saved for emergency situations or for people who have the coin to pay. Um, I wonder if I'll use credits. I feel like credits is always used whenever it's like space or something, but um, I'll think about that. Uh, Our 10th truth is artificial intelligence. We've chosen artificial consciousness emerged in the time before the Exodus and sentient machines live with us here in the forge. Um, I think AI serves as a big form of couriers in the system. I think with all the storms and just how dangerous it is to travel, uh, AIs are much more willing to be put out on the front. Um, you can save an AI. You cannot save a human consciousness. Um, so I, I think AIs are kind of the main drivers of this, um, this trade. Um, but not all AIs are advanced enough to drive a ship. Plain and simple. Um, So there's a lot of like um, uh, pilot slash AI combos that kind of act as those carriers or transporters or what have you throughout space. Uh, I think that's all pretty straightforward. Um, Number 11, uh, the truth is about war. Uh, We have chosen that war never ends. Talented weaponsmiths and shipwrights craft deadly high-tech tools of destruction. Dominant factions wield mighty fleets and battle-hardened troops. Um, Out of the three factions, I listed that I believe that the Null Order has a fleet of black iron ships able to withstand the harsh storms in space. Um, I think they are notorious for having um, more... uh, more aggressive use of the black iron where um, some other, uh, like perhaps if the Essentia have it, they've been using it in devices to help or just like tools and what have you. I think the null order are more likely to weaponize it and find ways to kind of use it to harness chaos. I, I That's probably actually kind of related to how they use their magic um, is probably Uh, tech that's been kind of emboldened by this uh, black iron i do say that the essentia have probably upgraded their tech with abandoned say like nanotech or something from the the forge's progenitors Um, and then um, i believe that the fop are the largest faction and i think that their sheer number of fleet uh people and the amount of people willing to put themselves for the uh, put themselves up (laughs) for the cause um i think that that just makes them a, a a massive driving force uh in in this uh region number 12 the truth is about life forms uh So this is where we talk about the Essentia. We've chosen life in the forge was seeded in engineers by the Essentia, ancient entities who enact their inscrutable will against this galaxy. Um, They are architects of life within the forge. These omniscient beings are rarely encountered and have powers and purpose beyond our comprehension. Some worship them, others resist or rebel against them, but trying to defy the will of the Essentia is like standing at the shore of an ocean to thwart the tide. They are inevitable. Um, I think the Ascensions understand this. I think everyone else thinks that they have a say, which we'll find out if that ever comes to pass, I guess. Um, I'm definitely going to say that they left relics of their tools of creation that have been co-opted for others. Um, And I think that also talks about here in our 13th truth, which is our precursors. um, Over eons, a vast number of civilizations rose and fell within the forge Today, the folks we call grubs, scavengers, crews, and audacious explorers delve into the mysterious monuments and ruins of these ancient beings. Um, Incomprehensible technologies, inexorable time, and the strange energies of the forge have corrupted the vaults of the Precursors. Despite the perils, grubs scour these places for useful resources and discoveries, but some secrets are best left buried, and many have been lost to the forsaken depths of the vaults. Um, I've also wrote, yeah, so the precursors all kind of descend from the Essentia's first creations. Uh, each generation kind of grew, swell, and changed, only to be redone and then eventually conquered. Um, I think that the the life here originally was kind of all built from the Essentia. And then um, I, I feel like I'm touching on, like, Alien a little bit too much. Um, but I read, I kind of, I kind of like the architects in, uh, the engineers in, um, alien. Um, and just this thought of like creating life and then not liking where it goes and redoing it, redoing it and creating this cycle. Um, I think that's something I want to explore with that thought. Um, I don't think I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to put, Um, neomorphs and stuff in here so maybe don't have to worry about that um i would like to point that uh, a potential um like a potential um quest hook that i have here i've circled under the precursors uh this quest starter that it recommends is in the icy rings of a remote world a precursor vault was discovered by scrub scavengers the team delved into the relic but never emerged What is your relationship to the Grub crew? Why are you sworn to investigate their fate? Um, I kind of like spooky things, and that sounds like a wonderful spooky hook to kind of learn about some wild things that have been happening around. So I think that might be something I explore. Um, I'll talk about more about that when I create my character, though. Um, The last truth we will talk about are the horrors. Um, Most insist that horrors aren't real. Spacers know the truth. And no, I'm not Danny DeVito. Um, (laughs) If you didn't get that reference, I'm so sorry. Uh, When you travel the depths of the forge, be wary. Some say we are cursed to those who did not survive the cataclysm, and the veil between life and death is forever weakened. Supernatural occurrences and entities are especially common near a white dwarf star. These stellar objects, which spacers call ghost lights, are the decaying remnants of a dead star. Um, I think this one's pretty straightforward. Um, I think that some of those horrors are created from chaos. I think some of those things are remnants of terrible things done by the, uh, progenitors of this area. Um, and I think those dead stars, uh, the ghost lights, um, I have the feeling that I'll have to explore the origin of those at some point, um. But I like the thought of that. Um, And that is all the truth. This is really just kind of a quick quick episode to talk about the things that I've decided in between the sessions, uh, which was just yesterday. But, you know, again, I do this at my own pace. Um, Yeah, I, I think that's a good primer for the setting that we're in. And I'm going to work with that. And we're going to create our character next episode. So... Uh, Thank you for listening if you're still with me. Um, I do not have a set schedule to release this. Um, This is a very casual play as I have time, record and quickly edit and toss it up for people to listen to. Um, It's really mostly archival right now. Um, So if you're with me, I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to something I'm interested in. Um, Otherwise, you all have a good day. I'm going to go ahead and sign off and next time we meet, we'll be building a character.